Hey, this is Fireman Rob. You know, optimal performance isn't something that happens just by accident. I know this for a fact from being a fireman and doing way too many Ironman triathlons and full firefighter gear. But everybody always asks me, what's your secret? I can give you one secret. That's the right stuff, hydration. Hydration is important when it comes to being present in the moment, ready to run into the fires and being capable of showing up every single time at your best. The Right Stuff was created for NASA by NASA for their astronauts. Now it's trusted by professional athletes in Major League Baseball, NBA, NFL, and most of the top tier college sports. It's not an accident to prepare yourself to be great. If you're looking for that next edge, go to therightstuff-usa.com and enter the code FIREMANROB and you'll get 10% off at your checkout. This is an opportunity I wouldn't pass up. I have and still do use The Right Stuff. It's serious hydration for serious athletes, from the weekend warriors to those on the front lines. Make this a part of your habits to be the best you daily. Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Being a fireman, father, veteran, husband, world record holder, and Ironman, he brings stories of experience to impact your life while challenging you to live it. What do you want from your life? Why do you want it? Are you willing to go through the challenges to get there? If you have the courage to take that first step, let this podcast be the catalyst to start your fire while you bring the resilience to make it continue to burn. Our lives are made up of moments called right nows. So let's get started. Forged in the Fires podcast with your host, Fireman Rob, begins now. We got the same blood, the same blood. Stay by your side, it's right or die. We've got the same. All right, welcome back to Forge in the Forest podcast. I'm your host, Rob Verhels, better known as Fireman Rob. Today's guests, I have to say, are making a difference in this world beyond just the basics. They are making a difference in individuals' lives who are struggling. They created the Humble Warrior Wellness Center. Heath and Elaine, I don't want to go too far into your backstories yet because I want to get into it when the conversations. Thank you so much for being on here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Rob. So kind of going, going, uh, getting the history of how this really came to fruition. Heath, you've been in the special operations for a, a long time, 20 years. Is that correct? Uh, yes, I was uh, 20 years this month. Oh, really? Well, congratulations. Thank you. So that that leads into that that part of Elaine. You you've been in the spouse role of having to deal with not having your husband around all the time, and also having to deal with the stress, both mental and physical. How did you guys come together to create something so powerful as that humble warrior wellness center? Well, it was really a conjoined effort from both of us. We went to Heath. Do you want to talk about kind of sure. your time at NICO? Sure. I was had the opportunity to participate in a four, an intensive four-week outpatient program at the National Intrepid Center of Excellence, a specialized branch of Walter Reed. So it's where they send service members for T, it's a TBI clinic, and uh, it covers a lot of things that, uh, for me, I wasn't even tracking. So I, I went there with the mindset that 
you know, I was going to go and make sure I have my, all my injuries from, you know, being uh, years in the uh, special operations and in the military, get that all documented. So it's all in my record. So when it comes time for the VA claims at the end of my career, I won't have any issues, you know, anything like that. I wasn't right. tracking uh, any kind of mental problems or I any was. kind of issue. I was tracking that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard thing is being, being the one with it. You don't see the little things, but Elaine, you saw those little things, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was kind of for a couple years there, it just felt like I was kind of talking to a brick wall a lot of the time when he was home and I wasn't getting kind of any type of like emotional engagement, which was, you know, something that had definitely changed in him. And, and Heath, what did, it, what did it feel like? I think that's the that's the other side of the coin. You know, I've been in the fire service for 20 years and I was in the Air Force. What does it feel like from the mental side from you when you hear that? You know, looking back on it now, after I've learned, I've, I've actually, you know, come out on the other side. It's it's OK. It's uh, yeah. it's normal. You know, that's one of the things we're trying to convey to everyone in these, you know, these trauma environments and these high stress uh, work environments that this is a normal reaction that your brain undergoes to cope with it and to actually keep you alive and keep you doing your job well. So looking back on it, it's kind of, I can see it now and understand it now a lot better. So it, it doesn't really affect me. Back then, if you'd have told me I had something wrong with, you, wrong with myself, I'd be like, uh, no, I'm completely fine. Exactly. <laughs> but And then how did that transition in your mind to be able to say, let me either start listening or let me start to look at myself at a different in a different light? It happened on the uh, fourth week of that program I was at. And um, it was after we had already done three, like I said, three weeks of counseling and three weeks of like meditation and all these other holistic avenues of, uh, you know, pr practices. And when Elaine came out, they, they bring the uh, significant others out the last week of the program. And it happened during a counseling session while we were there. I just kind of my, I started, my heart rate went up really high. I started getting super hot. Like, like right. my skin was on fire. And I didn't even know what was happening. It was almost a laugh and a cry at the same time. And it was oh, wow. uh, very, very awkward, very, very awkward, uncomfortable. But, you know, after that happened, you know, the uh, counselor, you know, told us like, because I, like, I was like uh, completely taken back. And he was didn't like, know what, what the was, hell what's just going happened on. here? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a feeling you're used to. No. And uh, she had said, well, that's your body having an, an emotion. And that's the physiological consequences of it. Because you had have you have your body hasn't had like a real emotion in a long time. So right. now that I had all those different, you know, that like getting hot and all those uh, physiological factors that happened that were, you know, because I haven't had one in so long, my body didn't know what to, what to do. Having this like complete visceral reaction to like having an emotion and it was just kind of crazy that I was like sitting there watching it and like how just truly uncomfortable it was for him to like have feelings, you know. What did you, what did you feel at that time, Elaine? What was, what was your feeling that you were, when you saw that and you'd never seen it before, what was your initial thought? I was like gobsmacked. I did. I had no idea what to do. Like, you know, I had no idea what to do because he was like kind of sitting there. Like he looked super flushed and laughing and crying. Like, should I stop this reaction or should I kind of just let it flow out of me? So I was just kind of like 
waiting for his cues on like, what do you want me to try and bring you out of this or just kind of push you on through it? So yeah, it was just, it was kind of crazy sitting there. And then kind of every time we did counseling, it would happen again. And then, you know, he finally kind of got used to having feelings and then it wasn't such quite quite a crazy reaction when he started feeling something. So eventually he was able to kind of get it under control. Right. Now, Heath, I think one of the big things that a lot of people always, you know, who are dealing with that, a lot of what they have is, well, if I release this, then I'm going to lose my operational readiness. I'm going to lose that that edge that I need in my job. Is that true at all? I don't think so because I, you know, I was worried about that too. I was thinking on, you know, maybe this numbness and everything is a, you know, is a positive for this kind of job, you know, but mm -hmm. the, you know, the brain works. It's, it's a magnificent organ because it turn, you know, to different sides of your, your nervous system when it needs to. So I think if you practice some of these uh, methods, especially that we're, we're showing, you know, just their maintenance, basically it's maintenance for your central nervous system. And or your autonomous nervous system. So I think you just be more balanced. I believe it would it makes it to where you can go to work or go in deployment, and you're you you can even practice it while you're there too. And you, you and your brain's going to switch over to fight or flight when it needs to. And then also, you know, when you come back when it doesn't need to go into fight or flight, I think if you practice these these methods, you know, and don't go so far, you know, without it, like I like I did, I think that you can be more balanced and your brain can know when to switch on and switch off. If that makes sense. That. No, that totally makes sense. So you can go to humble, humble warrior wellness center.org and find out more information. But you know, the thing that I'm, that is always difficult because Heath, you're dealing with transitioning into a new mindset. You go from uh, being deployed now to coming back and you're having to employ these different, in essence, triggers or habits. Elaine, mm -hmm. what did you do to accentuate those? What, because I think that's a lot of times some of the questions from the other side is how do I help them through this, but at the same time allow them to grow while they're doing this? Yeah. Well, so I had always had kind of like a physical health background. I did group fit classes and I was a spin instructor and group fit group fitness instructor. And when I went to NICO and I kind of saw a lot of the practices they were using for post-traumatic stress, I got super big into yoga and I ended up getting my 200-hour yoga teacher training. And I've also done the Warrior at Ease program, which is specifically for trauma-informed yoga. So we practice yoga a lot together. We're always going into, you know, we're always kind of just furthering our meditation game. I think that it's super powerful. Like he kind of had that breakthrough where he was able to become like mindfully aware. And so we're always kind of like bringing that in every day a little bit, you know, meditation, just taking a lot of time for ourselves throughout the day you know like he likes to meditate in the eucalyptus steam room that's like his favorite thing to do and when he feels like he's starting to get triggered you know the kids are pissing him off or something is you know, <laughs> that never so, happens that never happens like, hey i'm out i'm gonna go ahead to the gym and you know do a yoga class or do a quiet meditation we have like a little zen den in our house that we can go into so it's just kind of like making sure he's practicing and he does the same for me like hey dude you need to you know go take a little time for yourself you're 
acting super stressed out today or whatever. So we kind of hold each other accountable on, you know, on that aspect. The hard thing is, is really recognizing it yourself. Has that, has that been a real process for you to recognize when you're getting to that point, when something is starting to brew over? You know, after I learned about what is actually happening uh, in the body, why it's happening, you know, a lot of the education piece is huge, at least for, you know, the way my brain works and the way, uh, the way I operate, understanding why these things are happening or why, you know, what I need to do to counter it and be right. more balanced. It was huge for me. So um, after about probably about a year, year, year and a half, I, I became quite aware of, you know, I can tell, I can tell when I'm at the end of my rope or starting to, you know, I'm getting a angrier faster than I need to be. Right. So, and then in, in a lot of times I'll, I'll, I'll notice that and, and I start thinking, man, maybe I need to go take a little time for me real quick. And, uh, and I start thinking, when's the last time I did that? And I was like, oh man, I haven't done it in a couple of days now. That's probably why. <laughs> so, um, I, I've found that if I can, uh, at least meditate and take, uh, take 20 minutes, 30 minutes to myself four to five times a, uh, a week. That keeps my head straight and just I'm way more balanced. My feelings are there. I'm way more easygoing, not triggered all the time. If I'm able to do yoga twice a week, I don't have to take any kind of pain medication for any of my uh, injuries and stuff. So uh, no medicine for me. So that's that's kind of what my kind of motto is, I guess. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, when you look at the Humble Warrior Wellness Center, explain to me more of the, the process of how somebody would go about taking that first step, because I think that's that's a lot of the fear that comes into this is taking that step and admitting that they're, well, uh, for me, it was admitting something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard to do. What is that first step for somebody coming to you guys? I believe it's uh, coming out and just keeping an open mind, not looking at it as there's something wrong with you. Just looking at it as, okay, well, I go to the gym and I maintain my physical fitness. Now let me go maintain my mental balance also. So and this isn't even just for people with trauma, just the way uh, American society is moving, how fast our society is and how high stress everything constantly seems to be it moves way faster than a lot of a lot of parts of the world. And I think that's why we have a little, uh, in my opinion, more mental issues, I think, you know, in society. Right. So these uh, techniques and everything aren't they're not new. They've been around for, you know, thousands of years. I think what's what's new now is the research and everything that's gone behind it. As technology has increased, we're able to you know, map brainwave patterns and understand, the, you know, what's happening in the brain more. And we've actually been able to see these, these you know, different kinds of integrative therapies work, you know, in the brain. So we, we actually understand and see why they work now. And I think as time moves on, I think they'll become a little bit more prevalent. And they'll, you know, just, just know more as, uh, you know, the med medical field is a proof that why these things work. And I think also it's just, you know, the Humble Warrior Wellness Center is specifically for veterans, first responders, frontline medical workers. So they all are you know, they all come from this super hyper vigilant work environment. So it's really just allowing them a place where they can kind of restore, recharge, recalibrate, and kind of get out of that hyper vigilance and tap into the parasympathetic nervous system for, you know, 30 minutes, an hour a day, just kind of balancing those autonom autonomic nervous systems out. You know, it's it's a like-minded environment. Everybody is there for the same reason, so it's very non-judgmental. I love it. I love it. And you have both of your backgrounds are so powerful 
and the fact that when somebody comes there, they're not going to be like, well, how do you know what I'm feeling? I think that's one of the biggest things, one of the biggest hurdles. What do you guys say to that? Because that's one of the biggest hurdles I think I see a lot of people with. For me specifically, you know, I've been taught with my trauma-informed yoga that you can't compare trauma. It's just, kind, you know, like yeah, you can't really compare because somebody might have just a little bit more threshold. Yeah, yeah, threshold for, you know, a little bit more adversity or resilience. That doesn't necessarily mean that's better or worse, but I mean, you can't really compare no, I la- that's a that's a perfect way of putting it. I think that you know, especially coming from you two, that's that's a very powerful statement of just come, have that open mind, and move on. Now, I also want to dive into the fact of being a military spouse. And Heath, you had I, I think I was twelve operational deployments. How uh, do you, yeah. how do you how did you guys keep that relationship solid? Because that's another huge aspect. Because Heath, your operational intensity is probably pretty high. I'm guessing on your on your deployments and yeah. Elaine, you're at home. And how does that relationship, how do you guys grow that relationship in that aspect? It was very difficult. I'm not going to lie. We have this sign in our bedroom and it says, when you get to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. And that was kind of something we it. had to really do um, a lot because, you know, I experienced a lot of, you know, trauma um, from the spousal side, just being at his command, there was a lot of death. We've lost a lot of teammates. And if it wasn't death, it was divorce. And if it wasn't divorce, it was, you know, infidelity. It was just, there's a lot that was always going on. So yeah, I mean, we really just kind of had to rededicate ourselves to each other, kind of like every time he came home. It was was tough for me was, you know, like I'd come home and I had this issue for a long time and didn't uh, recognize it. So I wasn't really having any of those feelings or anything like that for uh, any kind of connection. So, you know, and I I didn't recognize it, but, you know, obviously she did. So even when I was home, I wasn't really home. So it really, like uh, Elaine said, it was just tying a knot and hanging on. And then as things started to slow down towards the end of my career, when all this kind of uh, came about. So it was, it was when I learned about all this. So and when I was able to process and then we actually, you know, started rekindling our connection together because of uh, more balance. I was able to tap into my emotions. Yeah, it was just hanging on. And then, uh, and then now it's just maintenance and practicing. And uh, yeah, you guys seem to be on the right step and right ball. That's for sure. So now how would you, what kind of advice would you give to those individuals that are in the start of that career, in the start of their relationship in that career? How do you get that early on when you start in that career? It is, you got to go balls to the walls 24 seven. You've got to be invested to be able to get to where you're going to be at. How, what do you, what is your advice in the beginning to start the process that took you till the 20th year or 19th year to be able to do? practicing it a little bit every day and not in getting kind of over that whole stigma of mental health, basically, you know, like I said before, as much as we train and our physical aspects of it, you need to train your mental also. In my opinion, the greatest warriors are strong physically and emotionally. So being able to make those switches and be be a balanced person and a balanced warrior 
I think is is key. And I think it also would help later on, as we mentioned before, with when I had that emotion and it had that big physiological effect on me and it was super awkward. I don't believe it would be that that strong of a reaction if you're able to stay balanced throughout your entire time, if that makes sense. You won't have so many layers of onions to peel back to get to, you know, to get to the balance, I guess. You know, it's it's really turning around, I feel like, especially like in the teams with that stigma. I think the guys are really so much better about just making sure, basically kind of saying, you know, if your mind is right and you're doing this, you know, mental health maintenance and, you know, even if you're going to a counselor or whatever, like that's going to make you a better warrior, basically. And so I feel like that it's really moving in that direction now. Like we had a teammate just say the other day, like if a guy is not doing the things he's supposed to, like that's the guy I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the guy going to counseling or doing those kind of things where it, you know, that was the big shift that's come in now. That's impressive. All right. So getting on to lighter, lighter notes, uh, what is, what is enjoyment time look like for you guys? What do you guys do for fun Mountain besides therapy. yoga? mountain therapy for sure um you know we live in colorado which is amazing because there's just so much to do like we went on a and played disc golf this morning right down the street yeah it's a lot of outdoor activities (laughs) who won that disc golf game oh that was me oh yeah i had a really good game this morning (laughs) is there (laughs) is there a little competitive drive between the two of you oh for sure (laughs) So we've known you... each other since high school, so oh, it's, wow. yeah, so we're super competitive against each other, probably to a fault, but that's okay. It keeps it interesting. <laughs> now, can you be competitive at yoga? That's that's the biggest question. Oh, well, I win that, like, yeah. hands down. <laughs> you know, he's broken half the time. He's just happy to go into child pose yeah, and I'm stay there. Yeah, just happy there. to stretch. <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember going to a yoga class and I, I was I was dying after like they just started and I thought we were done by that time. Um it was not good. So now so now as you're going as you're going forward with this with the Humble Warrior Wellness Center, what is what is those uh big projects or big ideas or big dreams that you guys have going forward? I mean, ideally if this does well here in Colorado, I would love to keep expanding Humble Warrior. We're both from St. Louis, Missouri, and their first responders have been really been going through it, especially the officers down there putting a Humble Warrior in Missouri or, you know, bringing it out to just different regions because, I mean, anybody anybody can benefit from the the type of stuff that we're trying to bring in. You know, it's the yoga, meditation, acupuncture, low sensory deprivation tanks, um, alpha stimulation, the eucalyptus steam rooms and saunas. So it's, you know, anybody across the board can come in and kind of just relax and restore. I love it's it. Not, I love it. Yeah, it's not scary treatments. It's all real. <laughs> just, it's all, you know, individual, you know, some things, some people like some some people like sensory deprivation tanks. Some people don't. You know, some 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 guys. Uh, kind of going back to your question, your question uh, you asked earlier. Some guys just might want to come and get their steam on. You know, and relax before going home. Steam in the shower real quick before going home. And we'd much rather have them come in, stop and sit in a little their own private steam room. Maybe listen to a meditation. Maybe not. You know, a guided uh, meditation while they're in there. If they do good. If not, still good. 
you know, and they have a shower and they go home in a totally different mindset than, you know, maybe just going straight home after work or, you know, stopping at a bar and having a couple beers before going home. I, th- I think that just going home and bringing, bring in a little bit more peace and happiness and connection to their home lives, I believe is a, you know, an end goal. I think the best, the best thing that you're saying is, is it's individual. And I think that's a, that's a huge thing for people to understand is each person is going to have a different way of solving this on maybe different days. And I think that's great. You, I mean, great way that you guys are putting this humble warrior wellness center.org. Um, go there, find out more. You guys are amazing. Um, definitely going to have you guys back on. I uh, would love to do uh, in-person interview sometime. <laughs> great, yeah. Um, I've got. I always end my podcast the same way, and since I have two of you, it's even better. I have three questions that I ask you, and then we go to a rapid round. So I'm actually going to each of you have to answer these questions. I don't give them you ahead of time because obviously I like to make you a little uncomfortable. Um, so <laughs> uh, first question. Um, Either one of you can answer first. It doesn't matter. Uh, what is one thing that you haven't done, but is outside of your comfort zone? One thing I haven't done that's outside of my comfort zone. Hmm. Trying to think. I don't know. We, we kind of make it a point to um, get out Live of our out comfort zone. <laughs> um, you know, I I really haven't been able to travel much um, because I you know, have always been home with the kids. I wish I could do, you know, like a real ambitious, like travel, you know, like do, I don't know, do some type of like outdoor, like adventure safari or something like that. Which, Appalachian trail. Oh mm-hmm. Lord. That's out of the comfort zone. <laughs> there you go. Now it's on your list. Yeah, thanks was- for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'll be there with you. Heath, what about you? Um, outside of comfort zone. That was yeah, your job for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did kind of done a lot of that stuff I was uncomfortable with. Um, you know, actually still talking about these things, like on the, like, like doing this, still talking very openly about these things is, uh, is still a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it's it's. But we we're doing it obviously because of uh, you know we see the importance of it, and hopefully everyone everyone else does. But outside my comfort zone, I'm not a big fan of actually rock face climbing. I like when the anchors are already in there; <laughs> uh, they're already bolted in, and yep. you know they're, they're bomber proof. So I like rock climbing and stuff like that when the anchors are already in there like that. But it's setting my own anchors on a uh, a rock face would put definitely. Uh, would, would put me outside my comfort zone. I can understand that. I can understand that. So now if you had to think of a quote that is your favorite quote, what would it be and why? Um, let's think. That was I a tough one. Kind of go back to, um, you know, when people ask me, well, what was it like, you know, being a, uh, a spouse at um, development group. And I always kind of go back to um, the tale of two cities. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It speaks so true to kind of how it was there. It was, you know, one of the greatest times of our life, but it was also definitely one of the hardest times. So, yeah. 
that's that makes one sense. That I'm always kind of picking up and using. That makes sense. What do you think, Heath? Let's go to uh, a Deadpool quote. <laughs> Maximum oh. effort. What is it? Maximum effort. There you go. There you go. I have never had anybody quote Deadpool, so this is a first. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's here's the here's the one that's gonna always tells me the most about people. So if you could pick to have coffee with three other people at a firehouse table. So in other words, nothing is off the table that to ask them. Who would it be and why? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I definitely have did it, can they be fictional? <laughs> well, they can they can be fictional, they can be deceased, they can be alive, they can be in your head. <laughs> All right. I gotta go with my boy Bill Murray. Oh yes. He's my favorite. And then I absolutely love Walter from the Big Lebowski. So <laughs> I would go with him as well. And I'm trying to throw in who's trying to think of maybe a female I like a lot. Got to add a woman in there, I feel. <laughs> well, you're there. <laughs> yeah, but someone that, I, you know, can relate okay. to me a little bit more. Hmm. Who do I love? <laughs> we can come back to you, Heath. You got, you got yours started? Yeah, I got mine started. So it would have to be uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Nice. No brainer for me. Uh, and, uh, just because of his, just how creative and forward thinking he was. Then I would have to go with George Washington. And then uh, for obvious reasons. And then probably Thomas Jefferson also. So Wow. That's impressive. That's an impressive list. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're all, you know, they all have very, I think, things in common, you know, like the, yep. their creativity and their outlook. I think it was very, quite different than I think a lot of people. I think the creativity is probably what attracts, what kind of attracts me to them. Big, uh, like creative people and innovators. I love it. Solving problems. All right, Elaine. You're back on I the clock. I didn't think of a female, but Johnny Cash popped into mind because I was thinking of musicians that I love and... He'd be pretty good. I mean, Walter, Johnny Cash, and Bill Murray, that'd be one hell of a, oh. a table right there. <laughs> well, then you then you add in coffee. Oh my lord. Well maybe maybe, maybe some spiced coffee. coffee. Yeah, Irish coffee. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. You guys passed. Now we're into the rapid round. These questions are a little different. It's not a psychological exam at all, but you guys can answer as rapid as you can. And you can do it one after another. So First one, super difficult. Paper or plastic? Paper. Paper. Super salad. 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 All right, McDonald's or Taco Bell? McDonald's. McDonald's. Wow, you guys are really together. <laughs> <laughs> Camping or hotel? Camping. Hotel. Oh, there it is. There it is. We got a winner. <laughs> Fly or drive? Fly. Drive. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Fly and camping and drive and hotel. Okay. All right. I got it. All right. Run or walk? Walk. Walk. <laughs> You're not runners. I love that. I love that. Sleep in late or wake up early? Wake up early. Oh, man. I would love to sleep in late, but yes, I do always wake up early. Even when you have the chance. Yeah. Even when you have the chance. Oh, nice. All right. Here's here's a crucial one to me. Fire or water? Ooh. Ooh. Water. No, fire, I think. 
I love it. I love it. All right. Here's, here's the uh, distinguishing one. I, I don't know which way you guys will go on this. Use a porta potty or continue to run or drive to the next physical bathroom. Hmm. I'd use a porta potty. I'm pretty used to that at this point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I go, uh, I go, I, 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 I have to wait, wait, wait it out. I'd have to you wait, wait it, it out. <laughs> I think I'd have to wait it out and try to find it. And you know, if you, all else fails, if I, if I could use a porta potty, okay, but. I, I have pretty good control still of those functions. You so. can tell he was deployed when I was going to concerts. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's not, he, you went out in the woods enough, didn't you? Yeah, I have. I like, yeah. a, I like a nice AC little bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Your own spot. All right. Yeah. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Oh, Coke for sure. All right. And then go big or go home. Big. Big. Heath and Elaine, it has been such an honor to have you guys on. Go to HumbleWarriorWellnessCenter.org to find out more. We need to get more centers across this country, definitely. I appreciate you both coming on today. Rob, Thank you very this much. great. Thank you so much for having us. Definitely. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for listening and supporting the Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and please share this episode with a friend or family. To find out more about Fireman Rob or reach out about a question, go to www.firemanrob.com. Until next time, live your life forged in the fires.